0: Welcome. Pull up a chair, fill your mug. Get comfy, join us at the table for the most unusual tea party. Here's your host and graphologist, Teresa Abram. Welcome to season three of a most unusual tea party, where we use the letter T to unlock a person's story, giving us an unusual look into the mystery guests who join me at the table. I'm Teresa Abram, a handwriting analyst and graphologist, and if you are curious about decoding the messages of the subconscious mind, then pour yourself a mug of something yummy and join me at the table. This season of the podcast, I don't know my guests before they join me at the table. All I know is their name, what their handwriting looks like, and that my mug is on hand. But before I spill the tea on what I'm drinking, You're going to find out who our mystery guest is at the same time I do, and you're going to find out what their love language is. So without further ado, let's find out who our mystery guest is today. And today I am joined by the lovely Amanda O'Rourke. Now, Amanda, I know nothing about you, so I'm really, really curious to know what is it that you do?
1: Okay, so I'm a coach and a mentor to high-achieving women in business. My niche is all about inner calm, but my big why, if you like, is that I really, truly believe everyone deserves to be happy. And so I think the quickest route to that is to build your own inner calm, to build your own way of being so that you can control what's controllable and be okay with that. So it's all about acceptance and self-love and all the things that help us on that route to happiness
0: like you know the phrase that you put in there is that control what we can control Uh, that's such an important thing to recognize and set a boundary on to understand that you know the only thing we really can control at least what i believe is ourselves
1: absolutely and i think 2020 taught me a lot about um surrender about emotional surrender and spiritual surrender and so it became a big deal for me to incorporate that into my business.
0: There have been so many lessons on a really deep level, I think, for people during 2020. It's caused us really to reevaluate what are we doing and why are we doing it?
1: I agree. Totally.
0: Where are you located, Amanda?
1: Um, So I'm in the south, south of England in the UK.
0: Ah, okay. Lovely. I know we had quite a big time zone difference when we were setting this up because I'm in Devon, Alberta. I think it's super fascinating that the way that I've got the guests for this season of a most unusual tea party is they're coming from all over the world so I'm really delighted to meet you.
1: That's wonderful it's I mean it's like you say it's born almost of the 2020 situation isn't it that people are reaching out more and more widely and I just think it's wonderful the way people connect now so globally.
0: I agree I think that we're sharing this global pandemic as a unit we're doing it together and yet now we're also reaching out to make connections globally and recognizing we're all the same. So Amanda, if people want to find out more about your coaching and how to connect with that inner calm and that understanding and setting boundaries with themselves and finding happiness, how can they do that?
1: So my website is uh, quite an easy one to remember. It's happycoach.co.uk and everything's on there that you need. It's all my social connections are on there and also a contact form if you want to get directly in contact with me.
0: I love the name. So I have your handwriting sample. So I already have an idea of who, you know, how you operate, the way that you think. So I'm going to put that towards what we've just found out about you. Because when you were talking and I'm looking at your handwriting sample and I'm thinking, yep, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, I think most of it was when we were talking before I hit the record button, because we were talking a little bit about how people are going to judge you no matter what, and we can't control that. And as I was looking at your handwriting and I was nodding to myself and thinking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I see this. I see this in your handwriting. And it is through your letter T, which is my favorite letter. How interesting. It is. But before I get to that, I just want to mention to you the most striking thing about your handwriting. You sent it to me and I opened it up. And the most striking thing that I saw is how close together your letters are. I would consider this printing and not cursive. Okay. But a lot of the time, your letters are actually touching one another. They, you know, one side of it will actually touch the other side. I see what you're saying. Yes. They're quite close together. There isn't a lot of space, but it's not a usual cursive connection. So that's why I'm saying I think it's still basically printing, but it's been adapted so that you still have that connectivity. And that indicates a really strong need for involvement with others. And now that I know that you're a coach, it makes perfect sense. You have a strong need to connect with people. Absolutely. It's also a really big clue into what your primary love language is going to be. And I can tell you, though, even though I'm talking about connection and connectivity, it's not going to be physical touch. Now, I hinted about your letter T and how it talks about that judgment of other people and how we can't control that. It's really interesting because your T stem. It isn't actually all that much higher typically than your middle zone letters. And your middle zone letters are like your R, your A's, your E's, your N's, your I's. It doesn't really extend a lot higher than that middle zone. And what that tells me is that it is more important for you to have self-approval than what anybody else thinks. You are going to march to the beat of your own drummer and the approval of others is not necessary for you to feel good about it. That's good to hear. It definitely means, you know, that words of affirmation is also not your love language. It doesn't mean that you don't want to hear it, right? If somebody tells it to you, that's great. But it's more important for you to have that feeling and that sense of a job well done.
1: That's absolutely, that's
0: bang on. Quite interesting that it was so distinctive in your tea and then you were talking about it in our our first little bit. Now, Amanda, I did ask you to write some sort of deception in your handwriting sample. Your handwriting is extremely consistent, and it's clear that you take your time when you're writing it. And when you do that, it is much harder to find the deception in handwriting because you're planning and it's very conscious. Each motion is more conscious than if you're a fast writer. So I don't actually really know where your conscious deception is, but I do you feel that there is something here where there is a little bit of an unconscious deception, some spot where maybe you have a little bit of blinders on for something that you're going through? It's a personality, uh, a personality trait that maybe you're not quite being as entirely truthful with yourself as, as you could be. Okay. I'm nervous now. <laughs> You're certainly not alone in this. And it's, it's one of the beautiful things about handwriting is sometimes it opens a window to something that we can't see for ourselves, just like a coach does, right? Absolutely. So I'll tell you first about that self-deception that I see. You have extremely consistent writing. From the very beginning to the end, it's very consistent. It's very regular. It's clear you're taking your time doing it. But I think that you're fooling yourself down here. At the very end, you're talking about, I meant to learn something when I'm standing still. I also wonder if being indecisive is simply evidence of having too many choices for that. And I should be grateful. I think you're fooling yourself a little bit if you believe that indecision is actually a sign of that. When I look at your baseline, it is so right. It is literally ruler straight. You have exactly the lines, the same line spacing, and it is like ruler straight all the way across until we get to this area. And what happens is you start out being ruler straight, and then it starts to drop. And in this one line, the second line from the end, actually by the end of it, the last two words are completely below the baseline. And the top of your middle zone is touching the baseline and only a teeny, tiny, tiny bit of the H and the T are above it. Wow. Yeah. So that shows me there's a little bit of a, there's a deviation here. There's something that isn't making you happy. There's something that inside of you, you don't actually believe that. That's not resonating with you. It's a belief that is not serving you. It's not the right way to look at it. Yeah. I'd really invite you to try to find another way of looking at being indecisive? What does it really mean? It's interesting because
1: I was talking to another coach recently about being indecisive and saying, I hate dithering. I hate being a ditherer. And she said, whoa, there's a saboteur right there. And I just stopped me dead in my tracks. And I thought, I've never seen it as a saboteur before. I've never seen it as a, a negative belief or a, you know, a negative voice. And for you to then point it out again, suggests that I need to <laughs> look at this.
0: And I'm going to actually take it a little step further, Amanda, if you're okay with that. I'm going to take it a little bit deeper. Now, because that first paragraph is so ruler straight, I mean, there is no deviation all the way through for lines one, two, three, four, five, six. That's when we start to go a little bit haywire. It's just right in this area. This is where we start going a bit downhill. Yeah. Now, you also start out still keeping it ruler straight and then dipping, and it comes at the end. And when we see that, that is the sign of somebody who can really definitely work hard and consistently and on an even keel for a long period of time on something. But then towards the end, you're going to get discouraged. Yeah, that sounds familiar. So if you're taking on a bigger project, you are going to be going, 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 and then it's going to be towards the end. And I'll bet you that's when indecision starts popping up for you. It's going to be towards the end when you're facing the end of something.
1: Correct. Absolutely. Bang on.
0: So I would say that, you know, if you're going to investigate it, maybe investigate what are you afraid is going to happen. Is it that you're afraid of failure? Are you afraid of being judged? Are you afraid of success? Are you afraid of being at loose ends? Like to really dig deeper into to that aspect of it. Cause that's when I think your indecision pops up the most for you. It's
1: worth investigating for sure. I'd definitely think about that for quite some time. It's a good time of time of the year to think about these things, isn't it? To sort of, you know, for progression and, and development.
0: And so fascinating that you've actually heard this from a different coach.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a very big believer in that if you hear something more than once, you're meant to hear it.
0: Oh, I am a big believer in that, too. And what's really funny is in handwriting, um, that's actually it's the golden rule of three. Right. If you see it three times, it's okay. we're no longer facing an accident here. (laughs) And that's the same with your handwriting. We have three lines in a row that go they go straight, 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 straight and then drop and it's three lines in a row. So that's where it's like, no, nope, this isn't accidental. This is definitely something to take notice of.
1: When you were talking, I wondered actually as well Is when you said it started to trail off towards the middle. The first part is talking about the positive, what I love. And then the second half is what I don't love. And I just thought, oh, I wonder if that had any impact on what I was writing, the whole kind of negative connotation and whether that dictated.
0: It certainly can when you're talking about the negative But yours is a very distinctive way to drop it off because it was was still ruler straight until about the middle and then drop. If it was simply a matter of the topic itself is making you feel a little bit down and bringing you down and feeling a bit worse, the whole line would have been slanted down. Then I probably would have saw it ruler straight going down, which isn't what we had happening. OK, but great insight because you are you are right on to something right there. It's definitely when you're writing about something that makes you feel better versus something that makes you feel worse. There is a change that will. Good to know. For you, what I found is that uh, as you got into this stuff that you didn't like so much, your T-bar started going a little wild for you.
1: Oh, yeah, I see that. Wow. Almost goes across the whole word.
0: But it doesn't actually cross the T, which is interesting. Same with this T here is this T-bar went across quite a few as well. So I found that you started to get some wild strokes when you talked about what you didn't like. As far as where you were consciously, deliberately trying to deceive me, the only thing that stands out to me is that in this area right here where you say playful, naughty, there's entanglement with the line below. And that's actually a little bit out of character for your writing. Most of your writing is not tangled. That would be the only spot where I'd say maybe there's something there, but I think it's probably more just emotionality. Where thinking back, it, you got a little emotional about it.
1: You're in the right ballpark for the conscious like deception. I wonder if the naughty is the word because I feel naughty telling a lie. Yeah, <laughs> and that word wasn't isn't a word that I would definitely s- sort of describe my dog as normally, I, you know, playful, yes, but naughty, you know, it's not. So I wonder whether there was a, some sort of conscious behavior on my part there that I'm being naughty here, telling you a fib.
0: Yes, absolutely. We, that's usually what we see is the fact that this is where somebody would be plotting.
1: Because the deception is to do with my dog. She actually wasn't a rescue. She was, she was born on Christmas Eve 2012. And we, we actually brought her home in the February of 2013. Gotcha. Yeah, it's really odd because that's just me all over as being somebody who, who I don't want to be found out.
0: <laughs> so,
1: so I made it as like embedded and as subtle a lie as I possibly could. <laughs> so you didn't think badly of me when
0: <laughs> when we did the reveal. <laughs> I don't think badly of you, and I, I'm, I'm inviting you to do it, so I would never think badly of you.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I had I had your permission, yeah.
0: That is funny, though, that it does show up in the naughty, that why yeah. that, that goes yeah. way down, because it's the only space where it does that entanglement. <laughs> Intriguing. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for playing along and doing something a little bit naughty.
1: Yeah, no, it's been really, really good and very, very interesting. And I didn't expect to come into the podcast and, and have some sort of coaching.
0: Now, you are in my season three, where I'm talking about our love languages. And how our love languages, which is a theory that Dr. Chapman has, and he's wrote many books about it. And it's it's a wonderful idea that we all have a primary love language, which is how we feel most love. And so from your sample of writing, I know that for you, your love language is going to be quality time. And I think that the runner-up to yours would be acts of service. But quality time is absolutely all over your handwriting. Now, first off is that connectivity, which we talked about at the very beginning of how you put your letters close together. Yes, And that's just showing that connectivity that need to be near one another. It's also supported by the fact that your middle zone, remember, we were talking about your middle zone being those S's, the O's, the M's, the U's is dominant. When we look at your handwriting sample, that is the zone that stands out. The upper zone, those extensions where it goes above the middle zone, which is usually going to be your T's or your H's, they're not very pronounced at all. It's your middle zone that really does pop out if you kind of zoom back and cross your eyes a little bit. And that middle zone, plus you have on the original sample, it is a little bit smaller of writing, which shows that you do like to focus. And that's such a key component of quality time is that focus on another individual where it's like, I am going to focus on you and you only, or we're gonna focus on this event and this event only without any distractions. So that smaller handwriting that you have is a really big clue that says quality time is going to be important to you. Now, the other thing that also indicates quality time is that you have these lovely round O's. All your O's are lovely and round, and your A's and the D, the circle part of your D's and really pronounced in the circle part of your G's. They're always lovely and round. And that really shows somebody who likes to communicate. And you often have a loop at the top and it's a single loop, which is a good thing. Now, if we had double loops going on, this would be a whole different conversation. But the single loop, what that indicates is that you are somebody who can hold someone's confidences. So you're going to have those deep conversations. You're going to invite people to open up, to be vulnerable, to share their secrets, and they're not going to go any further than you. So with somebody who is quality time, that is like, that's just a core component of that person that feels like you. It does. Yes.
1: And I mean, being a coach, you, you know, you almost swear not to breathe a word of whatever you say, you and your clients have, you know, utter confidentiality. So it means so much to me that that's endorsed by my handwriting because it is something that I hold very dear. It's a very key value of mine. Um, my integrity is everything. Good to know.
0: Your integrity is everything. And now you know that your O's will reflect it. Every time you write an O with that single loop, you can say, there it is.
1: That's so lovely.
0: Now, I think I had indicated to you too that your second runner up, runner up would be acts of service.
1: How does that feel for you? It's a surprise. But I'd be interested to know more. Um, I mean, I actually thought before I did the test, before I, I'd read a lot about Dr. Chapman's work, and I just assumed that mine was touch. I just assumed it was because didn't seem to be any of the others that would be. But then I read up on the quality time after that came out as my, my top one and thought, absolutely, that's me. Just it made so much more sense. I'm very tactile. So that's why I think I'd assume that the, the touch was the dominant one. But um, but acts of service, I really didn't pay too much attention to. So I'd be interested to know more about that and, and where you see that.
0: For sure. So yeah, quality time is yours. Physical touch. I could see how you would think that because you do have a lower zone here, but it's not the dominant. If somebody doesn't, you know, you're not getting hugs or hand holding in public, it's not going to make you feel less loved.
1: That's true. That's very true.
0: Acts of service is a really interesting one. And it's really based around people who are very loyal and consistent, methodical, analytical, usually go towards acts of service as a love language. And what I find in your writing is it's very, very consistent. The formations are so consistent, except when you start getting a little bit excited here when you're talking about something you don't really like. (laughs) (laughs) But overall, there's a lot of consistency. It's ruler straight. You follow the rules, right? Even your left-hand margin is super straight. Yeah. And those are things that show that you're really paying attention to the little details, that you're planning ahead, that you're taking notice of what has to be done. And acts of service is a primary lung- love language. That's what it's based on, is that idea that you're going to do the little things. And it means so much that you have somebody who's helping you shoulder the burden of everyday practicalities.
1: Okay. Yeah, that does make sense.
0: So I thought that would be a close runner up, but I really, at the end of the day, I knew that it wasn't you because you did have these wild T-bars, which would never happen with an act of service. And you also had some wild I-dots, which would never happen. And your capital letters are not very pronounced. They blend very much in with the rest of your writing. Yeah. And to truly be acts of service, you're respecting all of the rules and your, your capitals would definitely stand out. Right. Okay. That's interesting. How do you feel about that now that you've heard the mini analysis?
1: I think it's incredible that you can deduce so much from just short piece of handwriting. It's interesting what you said about the that it's not typically cursive because I feel when I'm writing that it is. I don't feel like I'm printing and I wonder if there's a part of me that is lifting my pen off the paper, but it's still cursive. It, does that make sense if I'm I'm writing it? But I'm lifting the nib off the paper as I'm writing, and so it's not appearing to be joined, yes, but yeah, and there's definitely some control there. you're absolutely right. I wanted it to look nice for you. I wanted it to be you know my best <laughs> you know when i was when I was seven, I got a handwriting award, and then you know it's never left me. I've always wanted to be. <laughs> For my whole life, I've always been complimented on my handwriting. So I wanted to make sure I gave you a really good sample, but I didn't realize it'd be so revealing.
0: You know, and what's really interesting is that you say you feel like you're cursive writing, even though, you know, there's just so many formations where it's not. Yeah. What that tells me, though, is that because you are lifting your pen from paper, like I think this is a really good sample right here, where we look at the when where that's such an easy connection to make from the top of the w to the top of the h especially is there's not a big difference there in height you're at, you, you know your h stems are not very high but you do stop and you lift your pen and you start again yeah when people are lifting their pen from their pages and stopping especially in places you know like this where you think you're still writing it's actually a sign that you're also intuitive it says you're allowing space for guidance beyond yourself. You're not dictating everything that's going on. Okay, wow. Yeah. So I would also say you probably, when you're coaching, rely on your intuition to get you through. I it. do.
1: I never thought you'd get that from my handwriting.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. That you were like, you won awards for your handwriting.
1: <laughs> it was primary school, it's
0: nothing big. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had an award winning handwriter on my show. Well, Thank you so much for joining me, Amanda. This has really been a delight.
1: It has, it has.
0: And as we wrap up, I know that I'm still kind of morning time here. So I've got a mug full of water with ice to keep me hydrated and going through the day. And do you have a mug of anything on the go right now, Amanda? I have a cup of tea. What kind of tea is it?
1: It's just English PG tip. It's just an ordinary English tea or it's it's not English, actually, is it? Because it's not made in England, but it's a, yeah, it's a breakfast tea, if you like.
0: And so tell me, my grandma was, she was actually born in England and um, she never rinsed out her teapot because her mother had always said, who was English, she said, you never rinse out your teapot. The teapot, you let it, it adds to the flavour of the tea to not rinse it out. Do you prescribe to that theory?
1: Well, Yeah, I mean, I I don't use a teapot anymore. I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's very traditional to use a teapot. But no, it's because, you now we've all got single tea bags and they're now biodegradable as well. So, you know, you just don't, I don't use it. But when I was um, growing up with my grandma, we used to warm the pot first. So you'd put hot water in the pot first and tip that out, then put the bags in. And then, you know, minimum four or five minutes and then you'd pour it. And I think you're right, though, that we never sort of washed it up as, as a, a matter, of course, that the teapot never got washed up. It just got rinsed. So there must have been there must have been years of old tea in the bottom there somewhere.
0: Right. Exactly. You're rinsing it to get it warm for the next batch, but it's not meant to.
1: <laughs> we survived. No, nobody died from it.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for joining me today.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Teresa. Well,
0: thank you. Thanks for listening. If you're wanting to hear more from Teresa and her guests, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice and follow her on Instagram at handwriting underscore PI. did you know that the best compliment you can give me is a referral to someone else? Please help spread the word about a most unusual tea party and my guest and share it with your network or someone who might find it interesting. If you enjoyed the show and want to know more about graphology and what Teresa is doing, be sure to head over to the website at www.handwritingpi.ca slash hashtag newsletter and subscribe to Handwriting PI's newsletter. You'll get early notice of future guests on the podcast. You'll see full samples of the handwriting and get more tips for analyzing handwriting on your own. And if you have it in your heart, leave a tip in the tip jar found at www.handwritingpi.ca. The Tea Party is professionally edited by the amazingly talented Casey Broda. If you would like to contact her or inquire about her services, look for at Casey Broda on Instagram. That's at C-A-S-E-Y-B-R-O-D-A. And finally, If you want to have an audio handwriting analysis done, like you hear here on the show, send us an email at handwritingpi at gmail.com, asking for information about our AHA program. Thanks for listening.